praise the name of Jesus Christ and I want to appreciate you because you are tuning in even this another episode this is Pastor Dennis Matovoda from Dome Experience Ministry and I'm going to take you into our series that we started and I believe this is the 13th series rather the 13th episode and um, we are talking about experiencing uh, God's eternal plan in the New Testament and uh, we have talked about several things about this God and his passion and uh, I believe by this time if you have been with us from episode 1 you see where we are going now we have reached whereby we are seeing the person of God in plain words even in the book of Revelation and, um, yesterday all the other time you last listened our episode uh, of we talked about this God being uh, seen in the first Peter and the book of Revelation and we emphasized the seven spirits of God and I believe I took enough time you to uh, to explain and to you to to understand what the seven old spirits of God mean and they typify the spirit of God holy spirit but this time around this is the intensification of God's move and uh, the completion of the spirit because uh, of the situation when the when the dark times the church begins to degrade the spirit intensifies just like the way roman states that when sin increases grace increases the more now when you see the, the relation you see that we are in these times whereby the church is a, is as if it is degrading and it needs a wake up call this makes the seven, the spirit of god to intensify in his move here on earth that uh, he may revive and catch up this church so that it remains alive and strong and overcoming for over seven churches Jesus visited them and told them that he who overcomes there is a promise and they had to hear what the spirit was saying to the church and uh, we saw that the spirit was always in the church reminding them that there is a need to overcome we thank the Lord that there is an intensification of the Spirit of God in dark situations. Even in our physical and individual lives, even in some church experiences, the Spirit of God is going to be increasing and intensifying so that the move of God continues despite the dark moments that we find ourselves in. We know that God is... Um, an all-wise God. And that's why at this time we see this increase and in increasing of the Spirit of God. We realize also that uh, the greetings of, of Paul in the episodes don't see so much the mentioning of the Spirit of God. We already see grace and peace from our Lord Jesus Christ and the Father. But when we come to Revelation, we saw that uh, the Spirit of God is increases is is included because is the one that imparts the churches this grace and peace. So we need the manifestation of the Spirit 
in his completeness and in his completion to see that the churches are revived in such a degrading um, situation. Today I want us to examine uh, some two, uh, two revelations that are wrong. Uh, these were people, a group of people that uh, came about in the days of trying to interpret the Bible and uh, in their interpretation and understanding they, 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 they produced a heresy. In other words, we want to see uh, how we are going to come about uh, the pure revelation of that triune God according to the Bible. Because if we fail to reveal the triune God according to the pure revelation, we are going to go astray or to uh, become extremist uh, like the modalism and the tritheism. These were a group of people. And I want to talk about them in this episode in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. So I encourage you to stick with us as we continue from where we stopped. Now, the New Testament reveals that our God is triune and I have been talking about that in the previous episodes. But during the centuries, there were three main schools of teaching concerning the Trinity that emerged in. We have the modalism and the tritheism. And then we have the pure Revelation according to the Bible. Now, modalism, they teach that the Father, the Son, and the Spirit are not all eternal. They do not all exist at the same time. But they are merely three temporary manifestations of one God. Last, the, the tritheism, they teach that the Father, the Son, and the Spirit are three gods. But we should have nothing to do with modalism for, for that extreme view concerning the Trinity. It is a heresy. It is not a true pure revelation. So, it is also a great heresy to teach that we have three gods. And according to the natural law in God's creation, there is what we call a law of balance. Now, the law of balance states that nothing can exist without having two sides. That's why when we come to teach you, we always mention the objective truth and subjective reality. We always tell you uh, uh, objective and subjective. So truth has got two sides. So the same applies to all the things in creation. They have a law of balance that states that nothing can exist without having two sides. For example, the earth exists because of two forces. When you go to physics, you, you come across a force called centrifugal. Now, the centrifugal force is like a spiral that thrusts the earth away. It casts the earth away as if the earth is uh, pushing away, uh, driving it away. Praise the name of Jesus. And we have another force that is called the centripetal. This force is unifying. It holds the earth back. So as, as the centrifugal force is driving the earth away, centripetal force will hold it back. And that's how the earth exists. And that's how it is going to be. That's what we, we that's why we say that the earth is rotating, the earth is moving. But in the moving, in its movement, there are these two forces that keep it. Praise the name of Jesus. So and this is the balance of power. Even in the word of God, all the truths in the Bible 
also have got two sides. Hallelujah. So, in order to hold a biblical truth properly, we must hold both sides of the truth. A pure revelation of the triune God in the Bible, you see that it occupies a central position between the extremes of modalism and tritheism. We cannot be on one side saying that uh, God is one uh, uh, happening in separate incidences all times and we cannot say that God is three gods. But we need to combine this to become a pure uh, truth, a pure revelation according to the Bible. Because the truth in the Bible have two sides, there are two aspects of the Trinity. And I want to talk about those two aspects of the Trinity. And we need to combine them and to make one pure revelation, one pure truth. The first aspect is that uh, there is this one of the one in three, whereby God is one in three. And there is another aspect whereby there is uh, God being three in one. Most of us, we know about God being three in one. But we don't, uh, uh, we are not so much vast of God being one in three. So this model is in, um, as an extreme. Uh, on the other side, they say uh, God is three in one. And uh, the, the, there is, of course, a ground in the scriptures, the side, the side of the three in one because that one we know about it but when we come to the modalism they go to that to an extreme beyond the, the confines of the bible they neglect and even they annul the side of the one in three so they just believe on one side that God is three in one but they say maybe it happened in certain uh, times and God the father was there then afterwards God the Son came afterwards God the Spirit came they don't see that they are still one in three because modalism goes beyond the confines of the scriptures concerning the aspects of the one um, it is a heresy, it is not a proper doctrine uh, this is going to one extreme side now when we come to the tritheism this is the opposite extreme the extreme of the three Tritheism emphasizes the side of the three. It says that uh, even they have gone beyond the confines of the scriptures concerning the aspect of the three. They neglect the side of the one. They say they are three. They cannot be one. Praise the name of Jesus. So, And that is also not scripture. It is uh, it is also a heresy. And it is it has it also has a scriptural background when you go in the scripture because you see that the Father, the Son, and the Spirit are certainly three because that's what, what makes people to think they are three. But tritheism, like modalism, they also go beyond the confines of the Bible. and they, that, that also becomes a heresy because you cannot say that we have three gods and we fail to know that these three gods are one. Praise the name of Jesus. So we need to combine these two truths and make one pure Bible truth as a revelation. The Bible is not at either of these extremes. It stands in the center. The Bible testifies that the twofoldness of the truth of the Trinity. Now in this matter, the scripture must be balanced. The Bible... uh, Bible is true to that principle of balance in God's creation. 
It is balanced and in the center. It does not go to an extreme regarding the truth of the triune God. So we also, in our knowledge and even our revelation, we should be balanced and avoid the heretical extreme of both this modalism and the tritheism. So in our messages, you might find us talking about the triune God. And uh, if you remove some of the sentences, sentences in our messages, uh, if you take them out of context, it may appear that we are teaching modalism. Because sometimes we will say that the Lord Jesus is the Spirit. And you begin to say, you mean there, is, there are no three gods. We might say that the Son Jesus is the Father. Because these are all scripture. See, but we are not teaching modalism or tr- no tritheism because we are balancing the scripture. One of the, the 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 great leader in teaching the divine trinity is called Augustine in the old the, in the Bible history. We see that rather in the church history, he was sometimes accused of being modalistic, and at other times he was accused of being tritheistic because he told the Father. The Son and the Spirit, they are one God, not three separate gods. So, he was accused of teaching modalism. But sometimes he could come and teach and emphasize that God is three. The Son, the, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Then they say, maybe is now a tritheism. So we need to combine and we come up with one true, uh, true, one, one true revelation. When we point out the scriptures that reveal that our God is absolutely one, the son is even called the father now to some of you you don't know that Jesus Christ the son is even called the father but when you read um, Isaiah chapter 9 verses 6 in prophet Isaiah was revealing the coming son he defined him he said that that is Isaiah 9 6 he says that For unto us a child is born unto us a son is given and the government shall be upon his shoulder, and his name shall be called Wonderful, Counselor, Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. The son that is given, the child that is born, is also called the Everlasting Father. Now, when you come across that verse, you begin to wonder, was the father the one coming? Oh, they were talking about the son. When you go into other scriptures, you find that the Son, Jesus Christ, is the Spirit. For example, when you read 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verses 45, we always quote that verse. It, it mentions and says that, verse 45, that uh, the first, and, and so it is written, the first man, Adam, was made a living soul. The last Adam was made a quickening spirit where the other translations say a life-giving spirit. Jesus was made. He became, after resurrection, after the crucifixion, by the time of resurrection, he became the life-giving spirit. He became the spirit. So, with these two scriptures, I can also uh, remind you Second Corinthians chapter 3, verses 17, whereby the Bible says, Now, the Lord is that spirit. And here the title Lord is for Jesus Christ. It says, now the Lord is that spirit. And where the spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. So, you see that by this time in resurrection, Jesus has become the spirit. 
So one time you find us talking about the spirit meaning Jesus, the spirit meaning the Holy Spirit, and you say, we, you, you are mixing. This is not true. This is the truth. But we need to balance. Praise the name of Jesus. So if a person find, finds us teaching that the son is the father, we say this is heresy. If, if they find us teaching that the son is the spirit, again, they will say it, this is but you must have the pure revelation of the train God. You must believe that he is three in one and he is one um, in the three. This is supposed to be combined to become the pure revelation. Now, what is the error of this in the modalism? Because we need to get in details to see the error. Modalism teaches that the Father, the Son, the Spirit are not all eternal. And they do not all exist at the same time. For them, they think that the Father ended with the Son is coming. When Jesus came, the Father ended. And they, they say that the Son ceased to be with the Spirit is coming. And that's what they teach. So the modalists say that the three of the Godhead exist respectively in three consecutive stages. In the Old Testament, we had God the, the Father. In the New Testament, um, uh, in the four Gospels, we had God the, the Son. Now, from Acts up to now, we have God the Spirit. And they don't mention the triune God being existing uh, simultaneously uh, in a one God. So, and that is so wrong. Praise the name of Jesus. So, the modalists say that the three of the Godhead exist respectively in three consecutive stages. They do not believe in what we call coexistence. Coexistence meaning that they have existed within the same stages and within the same um, um, times. Praise the name of Jesus. We also need to know about the coinheritance. Coinheritance, I mean that the God the Father, the Son, and the Spirit, they are living in each other. Praise the name of Jesus. So when you see the Father, the Son, and the Spirit, they are still, they are still the same one God. So unlike them, we believe in the coexistence and the inheritance of the three of the Godhead. That is, we believe that the Father, the Son, and the Spirit all exist essentially. And I say essentially, I mean within themselves and within uh, they are in that oneness but when we come to their economic ministry that is for ministry we see them uh, working in separate stages as one spearheading I hope you understand so they all exist essentially at the same time and under the same conditions however we should know that in, when it comes to the divine economy, and I mean economy, I mean the divine administration. When it comes to ministry and service, the, the three work and are manifested respectively in three consecutive stages. In that, in the Old, in the Old Testament, God the Father was spearheading the working. But you will see that in the background, the Son was there the spirit was there but now it was God the Father in the New Testament God the Son comes in and then afterwards we see God the Spirit spearheading even from the book of Acts but we need to have balanced truth even in their economical work 
their economical service and works manifestation, the three still remained essentially in their coexistence and coherence. The Father chose us in the Son and by the Spirit. When you read Ephesians chapter 1 verse 4, you will see that the Father himself he chose us but his choosing was in the Son. And the, in the Son, it was by the Spirit. And this is why Ephesians chapter 1, verse 4 is mentioning the Trinity in such a way. He says that according as He, now they are talking about God the Father, which is mentioned in verse 3. Blessed be God and the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ. Then it comes to verse 4 according as the Father has chosen us in Christ, which is Him here before the foundation of the world that we should be holy and without blame before him in love. You see that uh, they are working. They are coexisting. First Peter chapter 1 verses 2 it says that elect says elect according to that foreknowledge of God the Father through sanctification of the Spirit and to obedience and sprinkling of the blood of Jesus Christ. You see that in one verse they are mentioning the existence of these three in the operation of electing us and the operation of sprinkling the blood and it says that grace and, and to you peace be multiplied. So you see that in these verses you can see that the Father chose us in the Son by the Spirit. Now we also see that the Son Jesus Christ accomplished redemption for us with the Father and by the Spirit. And this is why John chapter 8 verses 29 says that uh, in John 8 29 this is Jesus saying that and he that sent me is with me. The Father has not left me alone for I do always those things that please him. So when we see Jesus here on earth, he says, the Father sent me, but he that sent me, he is with me. He is with me and we are working together. So Jesus himself is testifying their coexistence and co-inheritance. Praise the name of Jesus. They live within one another. So we cannot separate them to make them three separate God. Hebrews chapter 9 verses 14 Bible also uh, confirms it says how much more shall the blood of Christ through the eternal spirit offer himself without spot to God purge your conscience from dead works to serve the living God so even that verse you see it is mentioning the Trinity as they are working at the same time uh, essentially for the ministry and for the work of salvation, redemption, sanctification. Praise the name of Jesus. The Spirit works in us as the Son. When the Spirit of God is in us, the Son is in us. And this is something that is complicating uh, to some of the people. They say, no, you can't say that Jesus is in me. I have the Holy Spirit. You, you, you are sounding as a person who wants to separate them. Praise the name of Jesus. You want to separate them. You, you want to become a tritheism. Want to become a tritheist? Praise the name of Jesus. You want to separate them? That is tritheism. That's what they believed. 
when you read John chapter 14 verses 26 Jesus himself says to us that but the comforter which is the holy ghost whom the father will send in my name he shall teach you all things and bring all things to your remembrance whatsoever i have said unto you so he says this comforter the holy spirit the father will send in the name of jesus is the name of jesus but also you see that jesus says that i will not leave you as comfortless i will come to you praise the name of jesus so it is amazing that this god that says that this christ that says i'm going the spirit is coming says i'm also coming i will not leave you comfortless yet he has said that the comforter is coming then says i will not leave you comfortless i will come to you and be with you so second corinthians 317 says that the lord is that spirit where the spirit of the lord is there is liberty now we see that he is also with the father when you read john chapter 15 verses 26 the bible says that but when the comforter is come whom i will send unto you from the father even the spirit of truth which proceeds from the father he shall testify of me the spirit of god is proceeding from the father they are living in one another the spirit is living in the father and shall proceed from the father to come to us as the comforter and he will be sent by jesus christ he says that but when the comforter is come whom i will send unto you from the father even the spirit of truth which proceeds from father he shall testify of me so it is so amazing when you add on other verses you enjoy this uh, coexistence and coherence of the godhead their works and manifestations are economical but their coexistence and coherence are eternal all the three are eternal essentially but we have seen Isaiah 9:6 says that the father is eternal Hebrews 1:12 and 7 verse 3 indicate that the son is also eternal and when we read Hebrews 9:14 it speaks of the eternal spirit the spirit is also eternal so therefore the father the son and the spirit are not consecutive but eternal in their existence you cannot say that this one lived in such a, a time in such stages then he ended then another one no so in their being they are um, they are existing in each other praise the name of jesus and god is uniquely one but triune you should come to that truth in the name of jesus and i believe that so far at this time you can agree with me that there is a truth that says that god is one in three and there is also uh, a truth that says that god is three in one and this is uh, what we believe that god is these two sides of the truth become the triune god so i want to stop here in this devotion this wonderful teaching series and i believe that in this episode you have now come to the full realization of who the triune triune god is and how he operates and how he has decided 
to appear to man he has decided in his economical work to to separate himself in his activities yet he is still one in his coexistence and he is co inhering living in one another you cannot separate that to separate that is teaching heresy and even we must remember that our mind and our understanding is limited because we are humans some things are beyond us to fathom they are beyond us to understand you just need to believe by faith a truth as it is in the word of god for example you you feel like you don't want to believe that jesus is also the father you don't want to believe that jesus is also the spirit you don't want to believe but that is the actual truth so i want to stop here and i say that god bless you thank you for listening in thank you for following and thank you for always opting for freedom experience ministry this is pastor dennis matov all the way from kampala uganda you can visit our website at freedomexperienceministry.org or you can download our application at uh, from google play store freedom experience app you will find out of teachings messages videos sermons our tv our radio and even all the devotions that we have for you god bless you until next time be blessed